Welcome to Luxury On Air, where we explore the trends, innovations, and personalities defining and redefining the luxury industry. Hello and welcome to a new episode from the Luxury On Air podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Fabio Duma from the Zurich University of Applied Sciences School of Management and Law. Fabio is a senior lecturer of the Center for Culture and Creativity in International Business and head of the luxury and creative industries team. He does not only do research and teaching about luxury, but he is a real aficionado of the finer things in life, especially linked to craftsmanship and artisanal savoir-faire. Um, you will see his personal journey and professional activities on his personal Instagram accounts, which I can warmly recommend, which are the business of luxury and Dr. Lusso, Dr. Lusso, which means Dr. Luxury. Together with him, we're going to jump into the talk of the town, NFTs and metaverse, and whether this promises a wholly new land for luxury brands. Dr. Luxury, a very warm welcome. Thank you very much, Felicitas. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Fabio, I know that you're not only interested in the business of luxury itself, but also in futures literacy. And uh, for our listeners, I'm going to give a little quote from Jan-Erik Carlsen, who defines futures literacy as a capacity to reflect on the past, sense and make sense of the present, and use this reflective body of knowledge when anticipating the future. And this is why I would like to talk with you about the present hype around NFTs and metaverse and this om omnious potential for luxury brands in the future. Are you game? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like how you make the, the link between luxury and the futures literacy or foresight, because luxury is very often uh, obviously associated with uh, history, heritage, tradition, but um, If we, as you quote, reflect on the past of so many luxury brands, we find that they were founded by visionary creatives and entrepreneurs. And uh, so these brands were really built on a foundation of exceptional skill and aesthetic vision, but also on the sense of their founders uh, for uh, the historic context, but also for what was to come or what, in their opinion, should come which obviously resonated with, uh, with the, the consumers at the, at the time. So in that sense, I think future literacy, uh, but also this daring attitude and, and sometimes controversy and rebellion um, seem to be an integral part of the DNA of many luxury brands. So maybe the metaverse and NFTs provide similar opportunities for the future savvy to, to write history. We'll see. Hmm. So uh, future skills are at the heart of luxury brands. This is what you're saying. Um, I think, yeah, besides, uh, besides obviously cultivating their roots and their heritage and, and uh, many of them being uh, based on, on uh, longstanding traditions, I think also innovation and, and uh, look into the future and what, what resonates with, uh, with future customers is, uh, is absolutely part of, uh, of a luxury brand. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense that, of course, metaverse and NFTs are hot topics that luxury brands cannot ignore. So I would like to jump right into the core of our today's topic. And uh, when I uh, look around, I have the impression that no one single day passes without reading or hearing about NFTs. And I often wonder, why is there such a craze about NFTs? What, what is this value that people hope to get out of owning NFTs? 
Uh, well, to be honest, uh, I am uh, also a bit overwhelmed by the dynamic that this discussion about NFTs and the metaverse has taken over the past months. Uh, whenever even the, the son of your bespoke tailor in, in Napoli, in, in Italy, who is a tailor in the making himself, is promoting NFTs and, and active in the metaverse, you really start thinking, am I missing out on something here? Um, but of course, uh, there is a bit of a hype going on at the moment, also because the digital sphere was where people spent more time during the pandemic. And of course, because there are powerful players in which interest it is to portray the metaverse and NFTs as the next big thing. But um, I think we see it with e-commerce also, where during the worst part of the pandemic, sales were soaring. And, and now people actually like shopping offline again. And uh, at least for now, the pendulum is, is uh, going into the opposite direction again in many markets. The same might happen with the NFT craze. I don't know. Um, uh, it might be driven by this allure of, of the new, uh, the, the fear of missing out, the, the online shift of artists, brands, creatives during the pandemic, and of course, the promise of, uh, of financial gains. Um, and I think we should also point out that since the market is unregulated, uh, still, there seems to have been some activity, like uh, in traditional regulated financial markets, we would call that wash trading, where digital goods are sold and bought by the same person and the price and the perceived interest is, is maybe a little inflated. Um, uh, but still, to me, it, it looks a little bit like what has happened with social media luxury. I remember that, you know, 10 years ago, we would discuss whether luxury brands should be present, let alone sell yeah. on the internet. Uh, and, it, you know, if, if a brand needed an Instagram account, so, and today I think we all know the answer. So um, uh, how you do it, of course, is still up for debate. But basically, as a, as a brand or a, or a luxury brand, if you want to get attention and you want to be where your, your customers are, and since luxury brands are also cultural actors uh, in a way they will become active in spaces of cultural production and it really looks like the metaverse uh, could be uh, such a such a digital so social sphere uh, and it's i think it's only natural people want to explore it um, uh, status and prestige play a role whenever people meet and interact um, and they, they they wear branded clothes uh, buy expensive watches and and in the metaverse, the NFT is representing this particular good, which gets its value by the fact that it's uniquely linked to its owner. Mm. And of course, value in the end is, is, some, is the result of a co-evolutionary process between the object, the, the beholder and the society we live in. And whether these new status symbols will hold the value will depend on whether we, there will be enough people who agree on this exact value. And I think it's not so different from what happened in the physical world, for example, with diamonds. Nobody really needs diamonds. Maybe you disagree, um, <laughs> but in fact, they are very valuable and everybody needs water and yet it's still very cheap. So, or look at the art world where, for example, for several reasons, prices have exploded in recent years. Just look at the, at the recent auction and, and Warhol's Marilyn. And right now, maybe NFTs to some might, might look affordable and uh, compared to the luxury brand's traditional products, it might attract an, a new clientele. Um, but, uh, but we'll see how that's uh, going to develop in, in the coming months and years. 
All right. So um, when you say um, the NFTs could uh, could also be kind of an, a new way of reaching out new to new customers. So let's say an NFT could be kind of an entry product, just like a Hermes or Dior lipstick would be an entry product to the real thing of the brand. Um, I'm, I'm still a little bit confused in terms of uh, the price of these NFTs, because at the same time, I, I also see those super high ticket sales of digital assets, which are actually more expensive than the physical good. I mean, this yeah. is just the epitome of uh, craziness when you think it's even more expensive, uh, something that does not exist compared to its physical counterpart. So I'm just thinking of Nike's NFT sneakers, for example, that in sell for an insane amount of money. That leads me to the question, are NFTs finally just for rich people and maybe a means for them to get even richer? Hmm. Uh, well, you know, maybe you refer to celebrities now who launch their own NFTs. And, and yeah, in some cases, that might be true that, you know, some say that the money is going to charity. Others might indeed make, make good money out, out of these NFTs. Um, but of course, there's also an opportunity for, for, for brands, um, you know, linked to what I said before, every new social sphere where people interact and cultivate their identity, and maybe even more in the virtual space where the freedom to be who you want to be and, and um, who you, what you want to look like or be perceived by others is maybe even, even greater people will want to own, wear, use, show off items that tell others who they are or, or rather who they want to be. And uh, obviously for, for luxury brands, that's a great, a great financial opportunity. It gives them also a, 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 part, a, a chance to be part of a, a culture, which previously they were not part of and to appeal at least in part uh, to a group of people that, did not pre that they did not previously reach or simply a new consumer for, for whom the digital and the physical are not strictly separated, but actually a, a natural continuum. So I'm not sure whether I would say that NFTs are only for the rich. Obviously, there are these examples of these exorbitant prices, but there are also others. So, but I, I think it's, it's, it's really about this, this new sphere where you have potentially a slightly different clientele from what luxury brands were able to, to target uh, target before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a, a question about that later on because I find this is a very interesting aspect of who actually is going to be the people who are uh, buying these mm -hmm. NFTs in the long run. Um, uh, but just thinking about this newness factor that you're mentioning, so it's the new thing, it's the talk of the town, it's, it's maybe something that you don't want to miss out. And I feel like um, there's a huge run on this issue of NFTs just due to the fact that there is this dollar promise. So I see the dollar signs in the <laughs> eyes of some people when they hear about cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Now, uh, I want you to look into your crystal ball. <laughs> is <laughs> this just a bubble in your, uh, in your thinking? Like when you compare that to the startup bubble in the beginning of 2000, so when everyone all of a sudden had to buy stocks, like even your uh, hairdresser was uh, the expert on, on the latest <laughs> startups and the latest stocks you needed to own. So what's your take on that? Um, well, you know, I, I 
think I'm really not in the position to 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 uh, say you know whether that whether it is really a, a bubble. We 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 will see that. I think it's it's too early to to tell. And I wish I had a, a functioning crystal ball. But uh, but personally, also from from my contacts and interactions with entrepreneurs in in the industry, I I know that there are lots of opportunities linked to traceability uh, to product authentication, data collection, obviously customer interaction, community building or secondhand trade, etc. So I would say that there is definitely a huge business opportunity and, and uh, probably part of that, that hype that we're seeing um, now is, 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 um, is, is justified. Whether um, the same is, is going to be true in the long run for, for cryptocurrencies and whether the metaverse will really be where millions or even billions of people will want to spend their, their time and, and money, this remains to be seen. I mean, there are also open questions regarding privacy and safety, cybercrime, regulations. This yet has to, has to be answered. If, uh, if you own a brand of, or if you... If you are responsible for a brand um, and you decide that the perceived opportunity of, of adding this new dimension to your identity and, and connecting with old but also new target groups in this virtual space, if that outweighs the uncertainties that we have today um, and that come with that investment, then go ahead and be part of the experiment. As long as it's kind of a credible and relevant link to uh, your brand's identity or, or how you wish it to be in, in the future. Um, but on the other hand, um, luxury is also often not having to do certain things. And I'm quoting a fashion designer uh, who once told me this. So I think you can definitely also survive without it. Years ago, I remember even during my studies, uh, Second Life was the top of town. Uh, now, not so much anymore, it seems, at least to me. Uh, maybe I have lost track a little bit. Um, and then everybody had to be on Snapchat a couple of years ago, then TikTok and, and Clubhouse. And I think this will go on. And you need to choose where you can and where you want to be active and, and where it really makes sense. And for, for companies who are very growth-focused, um, uh, that's, uh, of course, uh, harder uh, but there is still a sphere of, of luxury that is driven by a, a paradigm of limitation, rather, a paradigm of focus and a real scarcity. Uh, the whole independent craft sector that I'm very interested in, for example. So besides the fascinating things going on in the virtual world, I very much believe that, that this will be an equally important form of luxury in the future. And it will cater to those who seek human connection and, and excellence in the, in the physical world. But the virtual layers can, of course, help people to discover these other forms of luxury on their journey to consortship. So um, when we talk about those virtual layers, I mean, there are different forms that luxury brands capitalize on this NFT trend. So, uh, yeah. for example, there are luxury NFTs who come in a hybrid form, like, for example, Dolce & Gabbana's Collezione Genesi, which is actually a physical item produced by Dolce & Gabbana plus an animated digital version. But there are others um, that are purely virtual only NFTs. So that come without any physical rendition. Do you have any, yeah, any estimate which is going to be more successful in the long term, the hybrid version 
or the fully virtual one? Um, I think that depends a little bit on, on what kind of good we are talking about. If we are talking about the seasonal, the seasonal must-have to be shown in the digital space, uh, and, and which you probably at, at some point don't necessi- necessarily need anymore, maybe for that you don't need a, a physical twin. Um, if we talk about something where the intrinsic value does not only come from showing off, from status, um, and which you might not only want to own digitally, but also touch feel and, and really wear in the real world and also show um, and keep for a long time, then I think the combination makes sense. At, at this point, I don't think that we can necessarily say that digital only will be more successful than physical, the physical digital combination. Uh, for me personally, for example, you know, the latter is more interesting. Mm-hmm. Having something that is tangible, multi-sensorial, and then you have the digital twin of this uh, to be to be shown and, and, and used and stored in the virtual space. Yeah, I think I'm kind of the same animal like you. Maybe we are <laughs> already old school. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> That's super interesting. Um, now, I would like to come back to the question that you already alluded to earlier about the customer segment. So mm-hmm. do you think that NFTs and uh, this whole metaverse thing will allow luxury brands access to a broader, that means new pool of customers, um, in the sense that, for example, gamers all of a sudden become luxury aficionados? Or will it be the other way around that NFTs will bring the traditional luxury consumer, like us, <laughs> into the metaverse? I think probably it will be a combination of both. Um, I think that's also linked to what I just said. If I buy a watch and it comes with a digital twin, and if access to the metaverse is easy for for a tech laggard um, like me, then I might feel more inclined to explore this new space and discover what it holds for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, might, might going to join you on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, uh, listening and reading and uh, observing those different advances that luxury houses uh, make into this, this new era, into this new sphere, what I notice is that And a lot of them, actually all of them that I've seen so far, collaborate with uh, crypto artists, with uh, marketplaces, other tech experts in order to capitalize on this NFT trend. So, for example, Louis Vuitton's partnership with uh, this digital art pioneer Beeple to create this NFT game to celebrate the 200th birthday of Louis Vuitton, uh, so the brand founder. Um, So in this case the technology and even the art comes from outside, which leaves the brand only contributing, well, well, it's brand. So from I asked myself, isn't that a bit weak for a luxury brand that normally prides itself of its own savoir-faire, its excellence, its core competences? Yeah, you're asking the right one for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will not comment on specific brand activities, but if it is really just contributing the logo without a, a credible link to what the brand stands for, then I would indeed say that I expect more from a luxury brand. Um, on the other side, uh, we see this craze about you know luxury brands collaborating with all sorts of other brands in, in the real world. And in that context, I'm not really surprised to see this similar strategy 
in, in, in the metaverse. Um, you know, it might give you a time advantage in, in a sphere that you as a brand do not yet fully understand, where you maybe lack some knowledge. And, and it obviously creates exposure among a potentially new target group, as we have uh, um, talked about right before. I think it, it really then depends on what you do with the exposure and, and, and whether you succeed in, in bringing these people to your stores and communicate the value of what you actually stand for in a convincing way, you know, within, but, you know, but especially also outside the virtual space as, because luxury is still a multi-sensory holistic experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really wonder, I mean, this, this whole credibility that comes with this experience, with this, with this fabric, with the savoir-faire, um, I, I really wonder, because authenticity comes with that, right? If the credibility mm-hmm. leads to the, perce- the perception of an authentic brand. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what is left, like what does authenticity mean in the metaverse apart from, of course, tracing the source of or, or, or the uniqueness of the owner by an NFT, but what does authenticity really mean in a completely virtual environment? Yeah, um... I mean, authenticity can can mean conforming to a, to an original, so to reproduce essential features of the original, and obviously, with regards to handmade goods, this form of authenticity is hard to reproduce in a virtual environment because it, it lacks the sensory richness, at least for now. Um, but authenticity can also mean that um, being true to one's own personality or your spirit or character. So. Um, luxury brands must find ways to be present and offer these experiences in goods in the virtual world that show this credible link between their core, between uh, with their with the core and with their identity. Um, and if we extend savoir faire, as you um, beautifully said, um, uh, from making exceptional physical goods to staging unique experiences. I think this form of authenticity seems within reach for luxury brands because per definition, they're also makers of experiences. Mm, okay, so there you're making a, a quite convincing case. Yeah, it's, it's true. Maybe we have to interpret authenticity in a larger sense and not only in terms of tradition, heritage, craftsmanship, but really what is within the realm of the competences of the brand in terms of experiences that they can create all right um and we already come to the end but, but i still have a last question well close to last question okay um so on the one hand we see luxury customers wishing for more and more we just said it authentic experiences you said you love a craftsmanship from italy especially bespoke tailoring mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Others, myself, for example, I'm way more searching for real nature experiences in spirituality, simplicity, a simple life, genuineness. These are all catchwords right now that are especially used in hospitality right now in the, in the luxury industry. But on the other hand, we see this hype around the metaverse. So yeah. how does it come together? Do you think we're going to see a split in luxury customer segments into either a solid world, old school one, like we are, and on the other hand, a virtual one? I think 
probably it will not be an either or. Uh, I mean, we know certain people like like me and and, and also you probably, you know, we'll, we feel more drawn to experiences involving more senses and where we don't have to wear a device and uh, sit or stand in a room maybe. But um, for me, is luxury is really about meeting people, discovering artisans, craft techniques, admiring what the, the human mind and the hands are capable of creating. But the digital sphere, and as part of it, the, the, the metaverse, is, is adding an additional layer of reality, um, of discovery, of interaction and experience to, to that. And I think this physical virtual continuum is exciting and, and alluring. Mm-hmm. And, and in the end, luxury, and this is Hans Magnus Enzensberger, who wrote this already over 20 years ago, luxury has always been a form of temporary escape from our everyday life. Mm-hmm. And I think that escape, virtual or not, is okay, and we need it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. it should be temporary. You know, too much of anything is not good. And I think the same is true for luxury or also virtual environments. So we still have a lot to discover and rediscover in the real world. Um, so let's not forget about that and, and just keep a healthy balance. Uh-huh. So spending all day in the metaverse is as bad as drinking a um, Methuselah bottle of champagne on your <laughs> own. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know the, the, the science behind that. But, uh, you know, to me, it sounds, you know, that, you know, every form of exaggeration is, is unhealthy over time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fabio, I have uh, one personal question to you. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> If you had the option to create a digital twin of something that you own, what would it be? A digital twin of something I own. Uh, well, that is a good one. Uh, that gets me thinking. Um, it would probably be uh, my vintage uh, watches. Uh, not so much my, my suits because I really, you know, I think the, the experience there comes from really wearing them uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and, 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 and feeling them on, on the skin. But the watches, I think I would like to have also stored in, uh, in the digital sphere. Uh-huh. And why? Um, th- to be honest, that, it, that is very, <laughs> very spontaneous now. Um, <laughs> But I, uh, you know, I, if I imagine uh, myself uh, being active in the metaverse and, and trying to show who I am and, and what is important to me, I think these vintage watches and, and, and rather than the new ones would be part of what I would uh, like people uh, to see. So, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that will happen sometimes. I, I can't sometime. wait for seeing Dr. Lusso's avatar with his vintage watch. watch. Vintage watch in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks for your super exciting analysis, Fabio. Um, let's hope that many listeners will go back to this episode of Luxury on Air in a couple of years and then uh, check on your skills to future forecasts and just uh, say this guy was damn right. <laughs> uh, well, not so sure about that, but in any case, thank you very much, uh, Felicitas, for a, a thought-provoking and inspiring discussion. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And our listeners will find more information around you and your work and your Instagram accounts in our show notes of this podcast episode. Thank you so much and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Luxury on Air with Corinne Segetti and Felicitas Morhart. 
This podcast is provided to you by Deloitte Switzerland and the Swiss Center for Luxury Research. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can leave us a five-star review. If you're keen to stay up to date on what's trending in the luxury industry, don't forget to subscribe. As always, you can find more information about the current episode in the show notes. We wish you all the best. Until next time.